What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Buzz Boys. And today we are coming off a loss, our early loss, um, one o'clock game against the Clippers. Um, and I'm just going to come out and say it. I felt the reason that we lost this game was not having Kelly Oubre. And I know that we don't have Gordon Hayward as well and Jalen Downs and all that stuff, but it's like Kelly Oubre is like the spark off the bench to where it's like, he hasn't not missed any games all year besides the COVID stint. And just when he's giving you consistency off the bench, bro, it allevi- alleviates a lot of pressure. And um, we just simply did not have that with him going tonight um, or today. We couldn't replace his scoring output. Like, the bench points was just completely different. Um, you know, PJ Washington gave us like PJ Washington and Book Knight both had 10 apiece, but that's it. Our bench, our bench had 20 points, bro. Like, that's it. Is Smith played terrible. Um, I don't know why the fuck Borrego played him for so long. We tried the small ball lineup, it didn't work against the Lakers. That's when we lost the lead against the Lakers doing that stupid shit. I don't know why we did it again. Ish Smith played 15 minutes, 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, um, 1 rebound, 3 assists, 2 turnovers, 0 points. He was a negative 24. He played the worst out of everybody, and he only played 15 minutes. I don't know why Brego kept playing him. Like, bro, sit him down. I don't know why he doesn't play JT Thor or Nick Richards anymore. I mean, I, I really don't understand why he doesn't play Nick Richards anymore. Like, Nick Richards does not play at all anymore. Like, he's out of the rotation. Nick Richards was at least playing earlier in the season. And I don't think he did anything to deserve to get demoted to garbage time. And that's the only time he plays when the, when he comes in with the rookies. Um, And it's like P.J. Washington played terrible. P.J. Washington played terrible. He, had, he was 3 for 14 from the field. That's 21%. 2 for 9 from 3. That's 22%. And, bro, P.J. Washington is the most inconsistent player on this Hornets team. He's one of the most inconsistent players I've ever seen. P.J. Washington misses so many open shots. Like, he's a stretch a stretch five, stretch four, whatever you want to call him. He gets a lot of open looks from three because the centers can't get out there. So he gets a lot of open shots, and he misses them. He misses so many open shots, and it's like, bro, what the fuck? Now you're three for 14. Bro, you're two for nine from three. Why are you shooting that many threes and you're cold as fuck? And it's like, the reason he was taking those shots is because he was open. They were all good looks. All nine of those threes were good looks. He just so fucking up and down. It's just ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous. And I mean, he had seven rebounds, but he was a negative 18. And the thing is, he had 10 points in, like, the first quarter. He finishes with 10 points. So, like, he probably started out 3 for 3, 3 for 4, and finishes 3 for 14. Like, bro, he just disappeared. That's big, Peter's biggest problem. He disappears, bro. And Book Knight, 3 for 9. Uh, he made his 1-3 that he took. 3 for 5 from the free throw line. And I applaud Book because if you notice, he puts his head down and he gets to that free throw line every game that he plays and he gets an and one almost every game that he plays he got an and one he missed a free throw but like he gets an and one almost every game 
because he attacks the basket hard. I don't know why more players don't do that. It seems like him and Lamelo the only him, Lamelo and Miles are the only players that put their head down and try to go get free throws. I just don't get it. And um, I feel like he played good, ten points. Um, he didn't have any assists, which isn't good. Like if you're gonna be a guard, you know we gotta move the ball. But he had two steals, got some transition points. So you know I feel like he can he can start to be a bright spot off the bench. Um, it's just we need more. You know what I'm saying we need more. Ten points isn't enough. You know what I'm saying. But it shouldn't really be on him to completely carry. But he was a sixth man today. He was the first person off the bench. So it does kind of seem like he's moving up in the rankings in Borrego's mind. Um, after only playing seven minutes against the Lakers, uh, he plays 19 minutes tonight. So that was good, good to see. And um, hopefully Ubre comes back soon, bro, because we need him. We need those points. Um, I thought he was going to play today. Borrego said that he was confident he was going to play today. So I don't really know what happened. Hopefully he plays against the Celtics because we need him, man. We need Kelly Oubre scoring, bro. We need that shit. Those 16, 17, sometimes 30 points off the bench is needed, bro. Like dead ass. You you can't um like replicate that. We need that. Um but um yeah, Terrell is year four for 14. It wasn't an efficient night for him. Um, yeah, bro. It, it was just an ugly game for really the whole entire team. I mean, just our percentages themselves. We shot 33% from the field, 23% from three. The game was lost there. And then we shot 66% from the free throw line. And, you know, I'm a big guy on free throws, bro. Shooting 66% from the free throw line is killing yourself bro you're missing a third of your free throws you need those points bro you need those points so it's like we we do a lot of this we bro we do a lot of damage to ourselves in our losses we do a lot of damage to ourselves in our losses for real i mean like like we only had eight turnovers the clippers had 50 the clippers had twice as many turnovers and still basically blew us out and if you want to know why that happened is because these percentages are terrible. And we were playing reserves, man. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, no Nick Batum. That's three out of their five starters, bro. Fucking bum-ass Nick Batum. And, like, Reggie Jackson got off hot, started off hot, 19 points. Marcus Morris got going. He finished with 16. Luke Kennard, uh, 14. Justin Winslow, 13. Brandon Boston Jr., 19. And he was driving to the basket whenever he wanted to. And uh, I'm I'm 100% on the boat of we have to make a trade for a center, a shot blocker. Bro, if you watch the games, players drive at Mason Plumlee every time they can for two reasons. One, get him in foul trouble. And two, bro, he is not a shot blocker. He's not an enforcer. He doesn't even make people like have to change shots and take a more difficult shot. Bro, they drive right at him and get a layup every time they want to. Bro, he had zero blocks tonight. Miles Bridges led the team with two blocks. Miles Bridges is the only player that had any blocks tonight. You can drive to the basket on us whenever you want to. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? When players are, when other teams are getting two pointers off of us 
in the interior, most of the time we're hitting threes, and it's like threes were more than two, so you went off of that. But when you're shooting 23% from three, you know what I'm saying, you can't counter, counterbalance that. They're driving and getting bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket. Like, Brandon Boston Jr. was just driving right off the dribble and just getting right to the rim, and so was Justice Winslow. All their points came in the paint, for real. Um, Brandon Boston Jr. is one for three from three. Justice Winslow, zero for zero from three. He did not attempt a three, but finished with 13 points. Like, he was driving and attacking the basket every single time. Because it's like there's nobody there to stop you. There's nobody there on the Hornets roster that you see them stand in the paint and say, oh, no, nah, let me pull this out and try to reset. You drive to the basket and you see P.J. Washington. You're not going to take your shot. P.J. 6-7. You're going to go and attack the basket. And then you see Mason Plumley. He's seven foot tall, but he barely jumps off the ground. And he just not no shot blocker. Like, he's not nobody that anybody fears attacking the basket. And uh, it, it's just, it's a problem, man. We have to, we have to, we have to trade, bro. And I really would hate to have to trade Kelly Oubre. Like, I see him, um, I see him attached to a lot of, uh, a lot of trades. And I, I don't want to trade Kelly Oubre because we need that six man of the year vibe off the bench. Like, that bench scoring is important. It wins and loses you games. Like, it's important, bro. It's important. Um, Yeah, man. So, I don't want Kelly Oubre traded. If I had to do a trade, man, I'm sending P.J. Washington in picks, bro. That, that's, that's who I'm sending, bro. Because at this point, P.J. is a young player. His extension is going to be coming up. And we don't have the money really to pay him because we have to extend Miles and LaMelo's extension is coming up. So it's like PJ's kind of odd man out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, PJ is really nothing more than a role player. And I don't think he's really ever going to be more than that for us. You know, you don't know what anybody's NBA career is going to turn into. But I just feel like for us, PJ Washington is nothing more than a modern role player. I feel like he's good for today's modern NBA. He can stretch the floor, you know, say he has long arms. He can, you know, play be a he can be a small ball center, but at the end of the day, he's still six, seven. And it's like if it, if he's gonna be a five in today's NBA, I just don't see him, you know, becoming a, a 20 and 10 guy or you know, like he's a role player, bro. He's a role player, and I just don't see him really ever being more than that. So I feel like he's going to be the odd man out the same way like kind of Malik Monk was last year to where it's like, you know, you can't extend everybody. You can't, you know, say somebody, you know, out of all these draft picks, some develop and, you know, get extensions and kind of become cornerstones like Miles LaMelo. And then you got guys like PJ to where it's like, eh. and it's like, you know, uh, Borrego loves Martin, so we're going to extend him when that shit comes up. He playing, he played 40 minutes tonight. And Terry Rozier also played 40 minutes tonight, and I don't think he should have. Like, bro, Terry Rozier was out there for basically what seemed like the whole game without really doing shit. Uh, you know, I, I called that out a couple of times watching the game. Like, Terry Rozier really never came out the game, and it didn't really have no type of effect on the game either. Um I was surprised he only played 40 minutes. Seemed like it was more. And 40 minutes is a lot. But 
Yeah, man. It you know, we gotta figure something out, bro. Because I mean, right now we're missing guys, so it's not like I'm gonna, you know, take too much into on this game and just oh man, we're in trouble. Like, bro, we're good. We're still five games over five hundred, I believe. Um, we're good, bro. Like, we're good. We'll bounce back against the Celtics. I feel like we'll get a win against them and be right back on track. But we need Gordon back. We need um Uber back. And let me see when Gordon Hayward's last game was because he's vaccinated, so it shouldn't be more than 10 days for him. So we should be somewhere near that 10-day mark. He should be back soon. I'm like, yeah, let me see when the last time. So the first game he missed was January 23rd. So 10 days would be February 3rd. The, uh, the Celtics game is February 2nd. So he should he could possibly be back for that. Um he could possibly be back for that Celtics game if he has two negative tests. Cause we need Gordon back. Yeah, let me see the date that they broke the, the protocol story. Dang, that was only three days ago? That had to be more than three days ago when Hayward went to protocols. That, yeah, that, that was on the 26th. Shit. Bro, it, it ain't no way that was only four days ago that Gordon went to protocols. Because he done missed. Come on, man. My fucking mouse acting stupid. He done missed several games. But, oh, yeah, that is true. He was At first, he was out with an ankle or a knee or something like that. And then he was out with COVID. So, damn. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when his timetable for return is at this point. Because he was already out. And then he got COVID while being out. Damn. Damn. Yeah, shit. So, you know, he might have another week. Gordon Hayward might have another week out at this point. Or around five, six days. Shit. Well, oh, well. That shit is what it is. But really, as long as we get Kelly back, we can be okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can do without Gordon and McDaniels. Not that I want to, but we can. But Kelly Oubre... We need his scoring off the bench. It's too important. But um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, y'all. Um, catch me on Bring the Sting podcast. I'm about to hop up there in a little bit, and uh, we're going to get on a Zoom call and just talk about the last couple games, next games we've got coming up, and uh, just the future and the state of the Hornets where we're at right now if we need to make some trades. But uh, – yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'll catch y'all on the next one, um, February 2nd against the Celtics. I'll catch y'all on that. And I think I might go to that Cavs game just because the, the tickets are good. Like, it's the Hornets versus the Cavs. The tickets are cheap as fuck. Even though both teams are good right now, the tickets prices are still good. I looked earlier, so I think I might go to that Cavs game. And you guys know when I go to a game, I do a vlog and everything for you guys. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm going to do that. But anyway, I'll catch y'all, man. Peace. Catch me on Bring This Thing podcast, man. I'm out.